You know, standard. We are living in a divisive, polarized nation in a in a time of polarization. Oh, there goes the dynamite! There it goes. It's still kabooming all over my pants. Here's what you missed last week, nerds. Lauren Cohen, Cohen doesn't look as hot in, uh, I mean, she's hot in real life, but. Yeah, but not on that show. Listen to the podcast. Yeah, she watched the father of her child's brain smashed in. She can't look hot. The best podcast ever. Yeah, right. What the fuck? Oh my gosh. Really? Oh. Really? oh, oh, my gosh. John, John, John. Yeah, right. Fuck? Who's with this? Who's with this? Keep forgetting Who's what happened with this. Right. Straight John, John, John. It's a Halloween extravaganza, everybody. Halloween extravaganza. Uh, Halloween extravaganza. Um, how copy do I sound like Shat? No, it sounds really good. Really good? Yeah, because yeah. I have no microphone to it. Except for no. Sounds very sounds sounds really good. No, it does. That's no, us. Oh, it sounds like a snake in a walkie talkie. You're having oh, a stare. No, it sounds good. It sounds really good. I'm queuing up the Halloween theme music right now. You know, it's tough to find a good version of the Halloween theme song on YouTube. It's all like remade or bad quality. There's not like a true. You have to like buy the song. John Carpenter like shuts him down. The one that I use on um episodes it's usually like halfway in you don't get that like original um, initial you know i don't know how the song even starts because i just haven't heard but you know how there's there's an initial noise and then it just kind of goes into that back and forth back and forth right and then in the original music too it's like underneath and like the it's just tough to find a good version of the song it was weird um because it's so Real easy quick. to play or somebody like you know just it, yeah it's not that. hard it's not hard to replicate there's a law group next to uh the office where i work and i talked to these people uh like in the hallway in the elevator and stuff and they were going into work today water dressed cooler. water cooler and they were dressed in like costumes and they're a big law firm they're called liberty bell law group shameless plug and i was like they all walk into work and i was like oh hey it must be a court day you know you guys are going in there you know, dressed as like the Incredibles. And they're like, oh, now we're having a party. Why don't you stop by? And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll swing by. I went by. I stayed there for an hour. And I was in the conference room, and I'm telling jokes. Drinking? Yeah, I'm telling like lawyer jokes. Uh, don't you wish, man, like in another life, you know how amazing you and I would have been if we were went into like law? Uh, they would be unstoppable. They would have no chance. They could be like, no, we have video. We had the murder. right I'll support like, at our young age. We would have been amazing lawyers. That's yeah, so right. True. The right support. Uh, I'm gonna invite Biscardi back in. I think he's ah, the right encouragement. The right. Well, maybe we could right find a clip. <laughs> I always hated enrichment. We're gonna enrich the arts. No, I don't want to do anything artistic. Now that you said that, how about just having fun and being creative? Why do we have to enrich the arts? Enrichment. That's probably a word I've used only in facetious manner. That was the first time I ever used it in my life. Literally, I don't think I ever used that word. Enrichment. Enrichment. It's like, you made it better. You don't need to say enriched. We enriched. Don't you think it takes out the magic of 
being creative when they when they compartmentalize the arts like well you must you you're very creative yeah, right. absolutely go down the journey uh when the they try to like the arts. when they try to organize it it's like they don't know and no artist knows what's going to inspire them to build or, oh. paint or write whatever it just like happens just spills out Hey, you can't do it. That's why that there's a thing called writer's block. It's like if it's not there, if you're not inspired, you can't just like force yourself to make a story. Yeah, it's when they go on strike. They're like, well, we need more money. We can't think of anything. Make me creative. Which word do you hate more when people say, I, I would be remiss to do this? Or when they say, uh, well, let's uh, table this discussion. Because I hate to get your both. Dick on I just talk plain with me. You can use big words when it comes to like, scholarly political things maybe but when they're like well let's table this and go offline i'm like or we can just fucking talk about it right now table this is something that someone hears and goes "Mm, i'm gonna try to work that in and they maybe work it in naturally once and then they they just never it can never become part of anyone's normal (laughs) lexicon (laughs) let's table this it's let's talk about that later and it doesn't work too in most cases like especially if people in the office if you know people in the office like if you know it's like this person really is an idiot or something and they're like, well, let's table this discussion. It's like, no, you yeah, just right. don't know what you're talking about. Or 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 someone who does know what they're talking about is engaged in nonsense with someone who knows nothing. And they say, well, let's table this topic and we'll get back to it later because you don't know shit. And I'll figure out what I'm doing. Welcome, everybody. This is the Podcastles the 2018 Halloween extravaganza and it's in all capital letters and we got some great topics tonight we're going to kick off with our halloween film final countdown of four three two one in a quick abbreviated way uh then we're going to get into some disney juice of jobs motorcycles it is the place is morbid it is and morbidly obese exactly and then we're going to jump into... Uh, scooters? Don't tell me yet. I want to know. Oh, yeah. Scooters. Lots of... Uh, Keith Carlson, our old friend of uh, video game greatness, who has a swimming pool in the shape of a Nintendo controller, will be stopping by, along with he only hires prostitutes that look like Princess Toadstool. More of that later. And then news with this. And finally, to cap it off, lots to talk about. Trades this week. All kinds of World Series juice. Sports with John, 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 John. You know, a pool the size of a, or the shape of a Nintendo controller would just be a rectangle pool. It really would. Unless you Sports had like John, John, John. Parts that were deeper. That's what you should do. Any pool would be like, oh, it's, it's a Nintendo controller. Oh, yeah, I had it personally made to be the shape of a Nintendo controller. It's yeah, uh, right. it's a square, like yeah, the right. second tree in Duck Hunt. It's just a pool. No, it's not. It's Duck Hunt. It's First coming it's home. Custom. Zero it's room for error. This is what I'm talking about. There's no good quality the Halloween fuck? theme songs on YouTube. Yeah. Who is salting the the curb? That is the that is like a direct clip from the movie, probably that somebody yeah. just took the audio. Yeah, that's from the exact end of the movie it. after he gets tossed off the the balcony. See, and that's the number one yielded YouTube result was a Halloween theme song, and it's just some kid ripping it from the movie. I'm telling you, man, piracy goes a long way. Do your homework. Halloween film countdown tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Four, three, two, one. I'm going to jump off with my number four was Robert Rodriguez's planet terror if you remember oh that gosh. it was a double part with 
Quentin Tarantino's. Um, oh yes, it was the Grindhouse. It was the zombie yes. part of the Grindhouse. The eighties. It was when Rose McGowan yes. was hot, and it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it she was really is good. so repulsive now. She she's like, she she may as well be a, a walker or something. She's so she could be a walker. She could be very walk like. Um, but I thought that Jesus. impacted me. Because she looks like she got beaten with a Weinstein stick. She's so oh, ugly. Geez. A yeah, Weinstein stick. <laughs> um, I think she, I think the movie was great though. It's very campy. It's fun. Never seen it. Michael Bain's in it. Uh, not blasphemous. Oh wait, yes, I have. Never mind. I'm I'm lying. I have seen it. There's some pretty violent, brutal scenes in that movie. I didn't know it was horror though. James Brolin. Or Josh Brolin is in that, and uh, it's Thanos. it's it. it it was in a, it was a double feature with Quentin Tarantino's um, what was that Death Death Car Death Proof Death Proof with uh, Kurt Russell in the car, um, but it was really good. Bruce go. Willis is in it. It's got all these great stars. Uh, Nicholas Cage has an appearance, and the, they did fake trailers throughout the movie. Uh, it's really like a fun Halloween movie, but it impacted me because it was a way to make horror movies like fun. It was the first one I saw that it was like actually really funny and cool but like still had some really scary parts um and that was my number four on the list hmm i may have to go back and rewatch them i like I remember them one. being cool my number four is birds because i just couldn't believe Ooh. that you could make a movie about a whole bunch of birds ganging up on you and taking you out i was like wouldn't you just grab them by their necks and squish them all and kill them like one by one as they peck maybe right uh, an ounce right. of blood out of your body it's but... like chucky how could you not take this, this this little doll and punt it like a football yeah right yeah right. it's not it's not uh it's like, yeah, it's those scenarios you think. Well, what if? What but if it, it, do this? it was it's what turned me on to Hitchcock. Yeah, right. Hitchcock is the greatest, and you know, oh, that's yeah. why it's, well, that's why it's my number four. Yeah, but this was all done before the the real backstory came. Out. And, uh, the backstory of the birds is probably the real horror. Yes. Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see the Hitchcock movie. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I've seen enough <laughs> recent documentaries. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he really ruined Tippy Hedren's life. Like, made Did a he? mystery. Oh, Facials yeah. upstairs. Being on set, like he was a tough director. Facials he upstairs. He wouldn't give up on her. He was just so... Pervert. Uh, yeah, so sexually... And a shoe shine. with her. And he was, of course, repulsive himself. Facials upstairs. He was a fat man. He was like the Weinstein of his know. time, I guess. I had Alfred Hitchcock. Um... Yeah, he was but like the most most powerful good, good film. Yeah. All the things that he did oh, with, yeah. with a camera that no one did before in movies is like what made me, you know, get into yeah. this shit. Yeah, the, the the term Hitchcockian. Right. It's like, oh, there was someone who kind of like did it all first. Yeah. He makes it fun. Or at least gets yeah. the credit for doing it first. Michael, your number four uh, was Halloween. Now, there's 35 of these movies. I'm going to guess it's the first one from 1970. I just left it at the first one and not the zombie film. And I love Rob Zombie movies. I did not like his Halloween remake. I didn't either. I thought it was flat. It was unnecessary, I think. Uh, just didn't, didn't bring anything. But Halloween, yeah, that's a classic. And it's tough to find on TV. You have to, like, buy it. I have all the... 
Roku's, HBO's, Amazon Prime's, and you still have to like buy it. I guess this year they're like, nope, you're gonna pay for it if you're gonna watch it. They're like smart. Oh my gosh. But next month. Oh, oh my gosh. Anniversary thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't know. I, just, I like it for its um, low budget uh, impressiveness. Even though you could see yeah. palm trees, once I found out that there were um, palm trees in the background, and I didn't notice oh. this for years. I noticed them oh. all over the film. They're oh. everywhere. This That's so true. Oh. That is so Zero true. Zero room for error. Once you realize and, that, you just you pick up on it. <laughs> and it, you can't get it out of your head. You're just like, no, it's, it's palm trees. Um, my number three, I'm not going to jump into this too much because we discussed it in the last two shows, but the Amityville Horror. And I finally which, watched it. What did you think of it? I'm going to yield oh, my oh, time. Oh, it's definitely good. You. It's definitely good. Um, you know, whatever the term hold up means, you know, it was made a long time ago. So there was definitely like scenes with sound that were like so clunky and sloppy and it yeah. just showed its age. But I mean, I, w- mm-hmm. I watched almost the whole thing. I mean, there was maybe like 10 minutes left and the baby woke up yeah. and, you know, I, whatever. I had to stop watching. But for the most part, I was into it, especially... Um, James Brolin's like downward spiral into madness. And that scene with the axe. It's so good. The scar spoofed axe. that. Spoofed that for maybe like fifteen years. The uh yes. you know, now you listen to me, pal. I don't like lectures. And I don't like being harassed in the men's room. I'm gonna write you a check. And he's just his downward where he's just chopping the wood and the guy comes, he's like, Hey, we 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 need to sign payroll today and you realize like this guy's out of control. Margot Kidder was hot. Then she right? even does a boob scene in that one. She goes topless. That's oh, right. Shit, I missed it. That's Lois Lane. That's her real name. I couldn't believe yeah. it when I saw her Mark and Mister Vaughn, uh, Mayor Vaughn. Uh, he has a scene like, towards the end with the priest when they're like yelling at him. She went crazy in real life. She did. She, she had like a lot of boobs. A lot she, of she went the real the way of the real Lutz family. She's definitely oh, yeah. a strange type of attractive. Like, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, she's not like a knockout, yeah. but she's, she's right. cute. Seven, and, like, she, she looked talks. like she knew how to handle herself in the bedroom, I think, in that movie. That's yes. She had a little call. slain thing. The pigtails. The single mom. Yeah. The pi- yeah the si- they right. do a sex scene in that. I don't know if they showed it on television, but there is a fucky fucky scene. She, yeah. Uh, they didn't show it. She um, was a great Lois Lane because she wasn't too hot, but she wasn't ugly. Now, what right. was your favorite part of the movie overall? Oh, good question. Did you watch it front to back? I, I think I finished with like 10, 15 minutes left. Um, yeah. I uh... Let's go, baby! I liked how when the priest the went fuck? there, he freaked out. When the nun went there, she freaked out. Then that girl, that random, uh, you know, that his partner's wife went there. She was like, I can't go. I can't yeah, go like, in. I like the, the continuity of, like, there's something weird, and it's affecting, like, random people. Uh, and then I like the act scene. It's foreboding. Oh, and then when, oh. He, when she told him that uh, somebody was coming over, her sister, and he was like, come on. Come on. I live in all these boxes. Um, boxes. Incidentally, Michael, I actually drove past the house today. Oh, yeah. I wanted so to ask ironic. You post that. That was amazing. Yeah, so you were maybe. on Ocean Avenue in Amity. Yeah, I wanted to see if there were any um, Halloween out-of-town gawkers out of here. And I wasn't there just for that. I actually was on the road, 
And uh, it's kind of funny. I was actually because when I found when you told us you were watching it yesterday, I uh, I put something on my Bluetooth in the car while I was driving because I'm, I'm out in Jersey right now. And I wanted to just get entertained, listen to something on YouTube. Uh-huh. If there were any updates in Ronnie DeFeo, you know, he's still alive, I guess. So I was listening to a documentary. As I'm listening to it, my gas light goes on in my car. And I'm coming up upon the, the 110 Amityville exit. So I was like, All right, I need gas. I may as well pull over to Amityville now. And I said, you know what? Since I'm here, yeah, since I'm here let's, let's take a little ride down Ocean Avenue. And I'm very cognizant of my surroundings i don't like going down there because you know if you're not it's, it's only a pri- it's not yeah, right. private community but it's if they don't know you there's only so many houses if they don't know you and you're driving around you know you come all the way to a dead end and if you come all the way back and you exit they know what you're probably doing there because they've been dealing with this for like 45 years now yeah and, they know what uh, they know know the, the gig they know what you're doing but it looks like the new owners, whoever they are, they have, a, I guess, a Halloween spirit about them. Uh, I, and it's funny because as I was driving past the house, the owners pull out. This woman's driving a, a big uh, Escalade. And, Ooh, that's expensive. And I stop, and she's backing out. And she drives off, and I'm trying to not look at the house because I don't want people thinking I'm staring at their house. Yeah, you don't want to be <laughs> sticking out. So I just sort oh of straight, oh my gosh, not noticing it. Anyway, oh drive to the dead oh end. Oh my go gosh. back. So there's no gawkers anywhere. But I was really impressed by the Halloween decor, not just of the house, but all over. And the Amityville people, whoever owned that house, put up these freaky ass clowns, like these oh. life size dolls, like the size just of blow dolls. And they put them on the house, like they're these Pennywise dolls. And they're climbing the walls of the house. Scary. Idiots. <laughs> it was yeah. really freaky. And then across the street, they oh, everybody had like this graveyard theme going on in their front yards. Uh, I was actually really impressed by the decor. I was impressed, too. I showed uh, somebody I you know, was at the studio the with, cool. an intern, the, the video, and it was uh, he was pretty impressed. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really impressive. It, it looks just like a... A regular house in a really expensive waterfront neighborhood. And, yeah. Um, it's nice. Again, if you're listening, if you're listening to the show, whoever the owners or residents of anywhere in Ocean, I Avenue, own that place. I was not gawking. I just uh, happened to be in the area and wanted to see if there were any other gawkers out there because <laughs> I actually want to know. Like here we go, it's Halloween, <laughs> and uh, you know people from Jersey are visiting Amityville to see if the, what's. What's going on in town? Just but say there you live there. there. I live here. I own this place. Get the fuck out. What? No, sir, you no. don't. Yeah, yeah, I do. And then you just play, you know, Mexican standoff games with them. Uh, Michael, your number three is a classic on the Halloween countdown, and it's the film Crumpus. No, it's the film Psycho, which needs no introduction. Wise choice. Well, how old were you when you first saw this? You mentioned this before, and you were like... a you were a young lad, right? Were you like eight or something? Eight, nine, or ten. That's crazy. I think I might have been like ten or something like that because you hear about it. You heard about it at that age. Like your parents were like, psycho. You finally get to see it, and it, it is yeah, scary. Yeah, it was at my grandmother's house. She rented it, and, uh, you know, because she had always told me that she was a huge Hitch- Hitchcock fan, and, you know, she introduced me to the Hitchcockian style of cinema. And as John was talking oh, yeah. about, the camera effects 
for uh, the early times of 1960, um, especially oh. the shower scene. Once you actually dissect it, um, which a lot of, if you've ever taken a film class, you've definitely seen Psycho and the way they talk about a lot of the cuts. There's a special on Bucks. Hulu right now called like 5384. Uh, it has something to do with that shower scene. It's like the amount of like takes and reverse takes and cuts and I, I yeah you see different the, the water you can notice goes different directions yeah, uh, which like turn the camera kind of, upside down right it's kind of a flaw i guess but it makes it more interesting and my favorite part of the shower scene is no. the mise-en-song if you will not to sound like a nerd but the skull outline this the, the outline of the skull face and the shower curtain oh, oh yeah yeah that. oh yeah that yeah yeah. Oh, yeah 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 Here's and a, just the way, uh, just the acting. I mean, the way Anthony Perkins when he's doing the scene in the parlor, no. and he's le- every time he no. changed character, he no. leaned forward when he was turning into Norman. Oh, creepy, weepy. People always try to put things so delicately; they don't mean what they say. And then he leans back, but she's harmless, and he changes character. I have a clip of Hitchcock talking about the his filmmaking. You guys want to hear this? It's pretty interesting. The voyeur, the voyeur. Of course, God. That was Epic Rap Battles of History, Hitchcock versus Spielberg. It's great. Biscardi, what what skull are you talking about? Okay, so when Anthony Perkins is about to stab Janet Lee, so Janet Lee is kind of like an over the shoulder shot, um, Uh and it starts zooming in on the curtain. If you look very closely, there's an outline of a skull. In the curtain. So watch this and see it. Cool. Yeah. Well, now that I've told you, you'll definitely see it. And yeah. the way Anthony Perkins kind of lines up to the, the curtain, uh, it really, he lines his face up really perfect. With, with the that. skull. Probably took a lot of takes. And that oh, scene shit. scared a lot of people. People were afraid to take showers, including Janet Lee. She said, from that point forward, I just took baths. Oh yes, yes, of course. Oh my god, like, so it's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my uh, gosh. John, your number three is uh, oh my gosh. a scary. Oh my gosh. Fragile. Oh my gosh. And that would be Stephen King's It, the original. Yep. My brother and I uh, didn't even know what it was called. We just called it Creepy Clowns, uh, and we'd randomly watch it, and we would never finish it because it was too scary. We would always end up turning it off and. The fact that they remade it and now they're making a sequel to that. Um, I knew that movie had something when I was watching it as a kid. It was just so fucking creepy to make the thing that's supposed to be like the all it is is happy and it makes you laugh. Evil. It is creepy. Mm -hmm. How old were you when you saw it the first time? I I don't know. Ten, but maybe earlier than ten. Younger than ten. I remember scary. In 1990, as soon as it came out on cassette oh my gosh yeah so maybe maybe 11 that yeah because i remember before i saw it i thought it 
I heard it oh was my gosh. We're like, yeah, like kids die in it, and there's a clown, and you're like, this is creepy. And you watch it today, and it's you know it's dated, but it's still it's has, it's laughable now. Yeah, it's, it's kind uh, of silly. Jonathan Brandis is in that. A little young for you, isn't she, Richie? Who's Jonathan Richie. Brandis? From Ladybugs. Jonathan Brandis oh. is no longer with us, unfortunately. True. His yeah, he, his he career died like Georgie. And he killed himself. Yeah, Georgie. So. He was supposed to be in Hearts War with Colin Farrell and Bruce Willis. Yeah, and he's in a deleted scene. Yeah, he got cut, and he thought that was going to be like his big revival, and like he killed himself shortly thereafter. Which is kind of sad. I mean, it's sad. It's oh. really kind of sad but it kind of sucks that, you know, you're doing a movie, and then they cut you. He I mean, probably that's... could have made a comeback. I mean. Yeah, nostalgia-wise. He yeah. could have done those VH1 shows, like. Celebrity rehab. I mean, they was got you get a payday for that. I mean, you're it's shameless, but you're getting paid. Flavor Flav still like makes money off of bullshit. Shameful, shameful. There's that dick like. Number two, um, I picked. I won't get into this too much because we talked about this before yeah. on many shows. But The Shining is my number two favorite horror film of all time. Just everything about it. It's scary. It's brilliant. The way uh, it's portrayed, the demise of Jack Torrance, and uh, of course the fa- the best scene of all time in any cinematic movie is, and when my wife tried to stop me from doing her duty, <laughs> I had to correct her. The best ever. It's just so good. My wife. I'm not gonna get into The Shining because I know we ha- we have a lot to crunch in, but I, I if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Podcast nights. My number two is The Saw, and I'll never, uh, there was never a time in a movie where I stood up at the end because of the, the, sh- the shock, the, the twist. The, I was just stunned. I just couldn't believe it. Uh, and the whole really? movie is this psychological up and down, and are they lying? Are they telling the truth? What's going on? Are they supposed to cut themselves, themselves free, or are they not? Are they supposed to kill the other guy? Are they supposed to poison that cigarette? And then all of a sudden, that dude who you think is dead the whole time stands up. Holy dick butt it's amazing yeah <laughs> it's incredible uh michael your your number two was uh the woman in black which i haven't seen but i saw the pictures you sent i've and never it, even heard of it it creeped me yeah there's two of them. one of them came out on british television back in 89 and it's not terribly scary except for one scene uh and i tried to find a clip of it for the purpose of the show on YouTube, but I, I can't find it. Oh, maybe we can find a clip, movie and then I got to scan for it. But anyway. well, maybe we can Scary. find a clip. It's a scene where she's um, well, maybe we can find a clip over the guy's bed. So it's about this lawyer, uh, a barrister, if you will. So the barrister, barrister. goes off into the, about, the marshlands of the northern part of the UK and uh, uh, probably in Yorkshire. Of course, Mike. Somewhere in Yorkshire, I presume, and um, he's, he's trying. So he's investigating Liverpool. the state of an old woman who died. So uh, the estate sale requires legal attention. Oh. And as he's up there, he sees the woman in black and the villagers who live just a couple of miles away from the house where she resided. Uh, uh. Try to keep people out of this house because any yeah, right. time, one thing is for sure. However short, however brief a period 
you see her. Really, we one are uninformed. A child dies. <laughs> Wait, is this what the one with Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah. yeah, okay. I heard that was actually really scary, and like Daniel Radcliffe did a good movie. job. Yeah, Pot. it's a scary movie. But in the original one, I'm talking yeah. about the original one first. Pot. In the original one, so the barrister uh, is back at his lodge, and, he's, and he wakes up in the middle of the night. He's like, <laughs> you know, he's got the covers half over his face. He's like, who's that? Who's that? And it's silence. And then he looks over the bed, and you just see this woman, and the, the it's bad makeup. She looks more like, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West with, like, the green face. And she goes, <laughs> That's a clip of I ever heard one. Oh, my gosh. What is she doing? <laughs> yeah! We got we to gotta mash that up with the... <laughs> but it's really freaky. We got to mash that up with the Miyagi clip. That's a whole show right Read there. my dick. That so that doesn't really... happen in... The remake. So uh, the remake a is a darker film, and when I say darker, I mean like the scenic a lot of in cinematography. It's a yeah, it's so dark. Like you've got to lights out to watch the movie because they, it's just everything is so dark. That was cheap cinematography. That is pretty good. That's hilarious. By the way, Randolph actually does a very good job of it, and um, you have to you have to watch it. He's a good actor. It's a scary movie. A child dies every time somebody sees this woman. Now I have to say it because you Eek. gave that. I don't normally say a movie is scary. Um, it takes a lot to to give me the willies, but this one is a really freaky movie, and there's a good sequel to it also. Yeah, no, I, I I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't. Really I get want another one. Movies, but I, I yeah, right. There are some things when they scare you, it's it's legit. They're gonna scare. If it scares Biscardi Rye. It's gonna it's gonna scare anybody. Is that we have balls of dicks? What? Uh, number one. <laughs> yeah, this right. List. John loves. By the way, John loves lists. So if you have any suggestions for list, tweet us at the underscore uh, I'm So glad it's over. Love a good list. Uh, number one. Um, I will yield the floor to John. What was your number one Halloween horror film countdown entry of all ten? When I was seven years old, my older cousins were watching a movie about a toy doll that came <gasps> to life and started murdering and uh, couldn't oh, be killed goodness. even if you set him on fire. He wouldn't die. You had to shoot him in the heart. Um, and I watched the whole movie, and my parents kept telling me to stop watching it, and I wouldn't. Curiosity. Oh. Uh, I ended up not sleeping in my own bed you know, curiosity for two yeah, years. Jack. Yeah. Uh, lost, lost reference right there. Fucked me. My favorite scene is from the second one when he goes off to the, uh, the I guess the, the adopted parent, the foster parents, no. and no. they don't believe him no. until finally no. the kids no. in the Gets basement him. and the foster father come, starts walking down and, and Chucky finally reveals himself in front of the foster parents. And <laughs> I could watch this scene over and over again. I think it's so brilliant and oh. funny. Goes, I haven't seen it. Now I gotta watch it. What does he say? How's it hanging, Phil? And before he kills him, <laughs> I just I love that scene. Oh, nice. That's in the second one. Yeah, he turns him upside down and just looks at him. Goes, how's it hanging, Phil? Now, <laughs> Brad, was, what? Yeah, he had like superpowers, or he was possessed, was, or somebody put a spell on him, and right. Yeah, it was like a, was like a serial killer or something, right? That like embodied himself. He transferred his soul into a doll because he was about was to yeah, right. get killed. Was Chucky a, a My Buddy doll? 
Yeah. yeah. How did they get the good guy? No, that? good guy. No, good it was, guy. No. It was basically oh, right. Yeah, I was going to say, they couldn't use the rights to that. GI like Hasbro was not going to be like, use a Barbie to kill. You know? The third one was so dumb. Remember, it takes place on a, uh, a military academy, a high school military academy. Oh, I never saw it. That, does it really? Yeah. So, so draw a black more grown up. He's in high school right now, and the doll Hello. follows him, but there's a another little kid who's in like the junior class of it and he's you know maybe 10 years old so uh chucky tries to manipulate the little boy because the little boy wants a doll now oh gosh now we have to watch them all halloween's a weird time after halloween because then you can't really watch christmas movies you're just like sitting in november waiting for thanksgiving to waiting to watch planes trains and automobiles you know it's kind of a letdown when we came right in after. from uh Given out the Halloween candy, I put on um, a Nightmare Before Christmas because I was like, "Well, this is a good transition." Oh yeah, it's Christmas very, now. That's very wise of you. Very hobby-like. The number one on Michael's <laughs> Michael's list is, of course, the film Night of the Living Dead, uh, a classic which I've never seen, but it's considered the pinnacle horror genre kickoff like it kind of started the whole thing yeah i mean it's again goes back to the same reasons for halloween but i even give this one more credit it was made 10 years earlier it's actually a student film and when i say when I, really? and I actually in both the 68 version and the 89 um my buddy and i my buddy my buddy danny used to we used to call the remake rege you want to watch some rege this weekend uncle regis was this character he was First zombie oh. that you see. We just like the name Reed, so we called him Uncle Reed. But Reed is not a, a character in the first one. Anyway, so the first one was a student film uh, made by you know a, a group of very poor filmmakers and, and starving actors. And it's a really impressive movie. And it's black and white, which by 1968 was already obsolete. But it's just it adds to the film. It's so much better in black and white. Oh, yeah. wow. I never saw the... Uh... takes place in western Pennsylvania. That's where yeah. it's shot. So I guess it was some school. Interesting. Maybe... Yeah, because I think... Um, what's the guy's name? The creator was from Pittsburgh, right? The yeah, straight well, white. Uh, doesn't Cesar Romero make the, the remake? And Yeah, you're right. George Romero was the creator of the original. George Romero, yeah. I mean, George Romero, yeah. Excuse me. Clark, you deleted uh, Biscardi's uh, movie from the Google Doc, and I, I I don't remember what it was. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Night of the Living Dead. I was, I was oh. trying to scroll down. Well, uh, wait, Biscardi, when did that come out? 1989? The, the, the remake the came remake. out in 89. It's with Tony Todd, who was Candyman. Um, oh. Actually, my cousin right that. now, believe it or not, my cousin is, uh, I, I think the show just wrapped last night. She she was in a play on Long Island of Night of the Living Dead. They turned it into a play, and she plays the mother of the girl who turns into the zombie down in the basement and meets her parents, the Coopers. She plays Mrs. Cooper. Hanging um, with there's Mrs. Actually, Cooper. There's actually there's a remake uh. of the original, so to speak. It's a, an extended version. It came out in '98. So they took the 1968 version. They did a 30th anniversary in black and white. They extend the ending, and the ending is it's the same. You know, there's no real plot twist other than there's this priest 
who claimed that he put holy water on his face after the zombies bit him. So he's got a big scar on his face. But because he doused his face with holy water, he was the only survivor of the zombie apocalypse who got bit. Ah, a little backstory there. The original 30 years later, and they just put a cover like on it. No other priest grabbed some holy water and splashed. I think Tom Savini, the makeup artist for the Living Dead movies, actually directed the 1991 if I'm not mistaken. Could have, yeah. He if I'm not good. mistaken. Uh, great entry on the list. And uh, the final entry on uh, my top ten is, of course, the 1978 film classic Halloween. I think it's just a pinnacle film that you watch. It's nostalgic. It's a little dated, but it's got Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's got great music, and it's a brilliant, independent uh, pinnacle of artistic uh, creativity uh, potpourri. So uh, that is our list that kicked off and capped the beginning of the 2018 Halloween extravaganza. Now, what are your... I think it was a very good list. Uh, what you say is, is your favorite, just name one, doesn't even have to be your favorite, but one of your favorite Halloween uh, season songs. Is it the Monster Mash? Is it Thriller? Thriller. Thriller. Uh, my top here, here's here's my my five songs that <laughs> five songs that must be included on every Halloween playlist are Thriller, uh, and this is this is excluding movie games because like Halloween the movie yeah. on there. Halloween songs and they're very short are Thriller, The Monster Mash, Don't Fear the Reaper. Yes, to be on there. That's uh, I saw the witch Cowbell? doctor, and this is what he said. He said, "Ooh ee, ooh ah ah." That is a, a, a dark song. You know, it's a fun. And um, of course, it's uh, "Don't Feel the Reaper" by Blue Oyster. Yeah, oh. it even, it's even featured in Halloween. Yes. yes, it is. But it's not a scary oh, song. It's about death. What Cowbell. One of my I have a fever. that I like is "Dance of the Macabre." Yes. Yes. Oh, the yeah. That is a good one. Dance of the Macabre. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a that is one that you need to have on there. Um. Yeah, you definitely need. You can even put like Marilyn Manson's "Sweet Dreams" in there if you want to make like a scary list. Or, like driving around. That is a creepy song. It is. It's a creepy man. Uh, what was it, the Nightmare Before Christmas song or something? This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Oh, yeah. You know, I never saw that movie. I didn't really see it either. I don't watch crap. Much garbage. I don't watch Con Air. Uh, that was the Halloween list. Tweet us. Let us go podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're going to do a very quick segment now. We have a guest who's been on here twice, and he's been itching at the foaming at the dick. Uh, to come back in, Mr. Keith Carlson, a gamer oh my who is uh, world famous and has broken two more records since we last spoke to him. What? Oh, my gosh. And, and uh, we're going to ask him what that's about. Uh, but I want to focus this mostly on Halloween games like Castlevania and that stuff and just see what he thinks. Uh, but we're going to catch his uh, his opinion. Keith, hey, man, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you guys doing? Hey, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for being on. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm always glad to be on there. We love to have you on, and you know you're always welcome. Keith, we hey. mentioned before the show that you have a swimming pool at your uh, mansion funded by your gaming systems in the shape of a Nintendo controller. Custom built. Um, is that accurate? 
There's one with the Nintendo controller outside, and then inside it's a Sega controller. Oh, I knew it. Baller. <laughs> Keith, it's so good to talk to you, man. I know you, you're always busy with stuff. Pac-Man. Billy Mitchell, yeah. It's weird. It's all these, It's like this guy running around stealing things, and all these all these guys in blue chasing him. Sounds like Black Man, if you ask me. How are we doing? <laughs> I, I feel like lately, and I could be wrong, but you've been breaking more records than usual. Yeah, what records? Um, yeah, what what have you been doing? Because I know I saw a lot of Mario and some Castlevania, which and maybe even uh, let. Yes, can you hear me? Hey, welcome, welcome aboard, welcome Jeez. to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Matt, thank you for inviting me on, man. It's a pleasure to be on there. Sounds like you're playing a game. Actually, no, I'm at the arcades right now, and there's 80s music in the background. Zelda 2, which is the hardest game I think I've ever played. What have you broken since we saw you last six months ago? Uh, I've been getting very close to the original Super Mario Brothers world record. It's about 1.44 million. I got 1.40 million. Oh, the points. So I'm about 2,000 away on that one. That is not easy to do, my friend. It's so this is a, this is a record for the uh, for the oh points, not not for like the amount of uh, yes, for how fast you can do it. it. Okay. Yeah, that's not the speed run. It's just the total points accumulated. Oh, okay. I, I get you. Right that's not easy to do, Keith. And I consider myself a pretty avid Nintendo player. I, I think I, mm-hmm. I I think I play. I, I've. I, I know more than most average people that have a Nintendo about Mario, and I couldn't even reach the stratosphere of those kind of points. I mean, that is like fearless to, to go on those uh, those runs like that. Is it is it more about timing for you, of like, you know, I know the rotation and I know the thing, or are you just like gotta ha- be in the mood? You, what gotta do you be do? In the yeah, zone. you have to be in the mood. Do you sort take what you ate that day? Sort <laughs> nah, Takes yeah, it just depends on how good I am and everything. It's just more of an efficiency thing because you have to get it's in, a, in the twin galaxy settings. You have to die no more than five times. So there's in World Eight One, for example, you can get a ton of points right there accumulated, and then I die those those four times there to accumulate it. And once I die for the fifth time, it's it right there. So you can't do that, and also you can't turtle hop along the staircase galaxy? in World Three One and Seven One. Keith, what yeah, did you twin say? Galaxies. What, what is the twin, what is galaxies. twin galaxies? That is the world records in the video games. It's, it's it was established in 1981. Oh, so, yeah. oh, interesting. Oh, so it's like the people who set the rules for the records. Oh. Yes, and I yeah. have a few on there. I have uh, versus Castlevania, the arcade version of the oh NES gosh. game on arcade. It's actually a lot more difficult than the NES counterpart. And also, I have it for the lost levels of Super Mario Bros., which I just did last year. Okay, I, I want to ask you about that because it's Halloween and Castlevania's mm-hmm. Castlevania uh, Fester's Quest, uh, darker games. What is a more difficult game, Castlevania or Ghosts and Goblins, where like you get naked? Oh, Ghosts and if, Goblins, without question. I hate that game. Is impossible. Game. Has anyone ever Not beaten only- that game? I've beaten it a few times. Of but, course. Besides you, because yeah. I know. But it, it, it's super difficult, right? Oh, yes. You have to beat the game twice, actually, to fully complete it. What do you mean? Because you have to go through it again, because they say, well, after you beat it the first time, it's like an illusion. So then you have to go through it all again. All the, Amazing. the five. Uh, yep. That's really impressive. Now, Keith. If you think about it. I read a report recently um, 
I know gaming is huge. Uh, mm-hmm. People watching video games is actually bigger than watching TV. Um, it has more YouTube subscribers and views than any other form or fuck? media in the world, if you can believe that. More people watch other people playing video games than any other media. Uh, that's why people like Keith and PewDiePie can make uh, millions of dollars a year. Oh, I read in the Dallas uh, Star-Telegram that you have a Bugatti. And the the stick shift is actually a joystick from the Nintendo Power Pad. Is that accurate or is that a lie? That is absolutely accurate. See, I I, I knew it. I know you're very eccentric with the stuff, and you like to spread the wealth around. Oh you're very gosh. generous. That's mm-hmm. what we like to hear. Um, back, Keith, what are the hidden worlds in Mario that you were talking about that you have a record in, or mystery That's the world? Lost Good that question. Was the Lost, the Lost Levels that was actually released. Originally in Japan the following year in 1986, but uh, Nintendo of America tested it and they thought it was going to be too hard for Americans because, you know, in North America they were just getting out of the video game crash. They didn't want a difficult game to get everything buried back into it. So that's why they got the Super Mario Brothers 2 that we all know where you pick up the vegetables, throw them, and that yeah, actually. The turnips. Yes, that came from a game released in Japan a year prior called Doki Doki Panic Dream Factory. It it is so bizarre you just said that because my literally my next question was Super Mario Brothers 2 is noted as being a game that they just threw Mario characters in first popularity right before they released it. And I was going to ask you what that game was. And you just answered it. You just blew my mind and brain. So they had another the game wall. and they clean it up. Yes. And they just like copied and pasted in Mario and Luigi and Toad and Prince. Yeah, they replaced, Ara- they replaced Arabian characters with the Mario characters. Yeah, right. Could you get away with a game like with doing that stunt today? Do you think in, in, in new games? Could they do that? Or would that be like bullshit? Because Mario That's... 2 works. It's different, but it's it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I think it would be bullshit and everything. It's just, it's just, well, like the time it was in 1986 to 1988, so the video game market was just fresh off of the crash right there. But now everything's all said and done 30-plus years later. They should do something like that so at least everyone in the whole world can get a chance to play the game and see and how everything goes. Yeah, it's very interesting. Hmm. Um, let me ask you this: hmm. with yes, with these games that you play when you break hmm. these records, I know you have like I see you, you post pictures. You have a lot of groupies, and you're, do you get a lot of free drinks when you're doing this? I feel like you're getting <laughs> a lot of free beers. Yeah, I do. At free play a lot of the time. They, he's like, hey, yeah, have a beer on me, have a beer on me, have a drink on me. They do those sort of things just to like because they, I'm a real uh, popular person there. I don't want to be. I want to be more humble. You're a legend there. No, you can. You can yeah. take your credit. They, I just. I take off. I off. Uh, treat them real good. They treat me real good. Braggadocious. Um, I want to ask you this. There's a, as we all know, uh, there's been a lot of video games that were mirrored off of films, and a lot of them are quite terrible. Uh, arguably, uh, Jaws is up there, which I actually enjoy. But number one uh, on most lists is E.T the Atari game where like it's E.T. jumping in the holes to find a phone, which never happened in the movie. The movie was so bad. The game was so bad that Atari actually buried thousands and thousands of copies of the game in the desert just because they couldn't sell them. Have you ever played this game, Keith? Because I've yet to meet somebody that has. They buried it? Yes, I have. I have the game. You have have the game. 
Yes, of course. It's actually not that bad of a game, but the main thing is you got to read the instruction manual because back in the time in 1982, the game was like everything was all just simple and straightforward. You didn't really need to see a manual and all that because it was mostly arcade ports and rudimentary games. And so it's just all just hey, yeah, yeah, all those space invaders, shoot 'em ups. Galaga, Galaxy, and Donkey Kong's are straightforward games Classics. right there. Mm-hmm. We, we had uh, your friend and my friend, Chris Hutwalker, on the show last week. Yeah, uh, you were telling me about friend. that. We, we brought it up, and he gave us advice on how to hack the SNES. And I know you did this. Now, for a simpleton like myself, do you recommend it, and is it easy to do? Because I'm, I'm really going to do this this weekend. And a friend of mine did that actually. We'll never do it. It's a, it's a very simple thing. You just go okay. on Hack T right there. No. And it, it's a very, right. very it, about 99% simple. chance it's successful. But, no. And then the very 1% is it can be bricked in an unsuccessful hack attempt. But it's very simple. I have about 285 games, oh, I believe, for the SNES Classic. Blueberry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. my gosh. Oh, oh, my also. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, a couple questions. When you oh, have oh, parties my gosh. at the um, the Game Boy Mansion in Texas, you live in Texas. Oh, oh my Where gosh. in Texas do you live, by the way? Oh, oh my gosh! I live in Richardson. It's a suburb of the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. So I'm about north Dallas. northeast of Dallas. I'm about I'm just 10, 15 miles from downtown Dallas. Because you went to Corpus Christi. Yeah. And I know you probably yeah, it's beautiful there. over there. It is gorgeous. Biscardi, four hundred thirty-five mile drive. Okay. And then That's I went a... and I went four hundred thirty-five mile drive, and then I went to Galveston for a couple days after that. Also, Galveston. What's doing that Galveston? Lot of Cash songs. Yeah, right. Sorry, What's going on in Galveston? Uh, I just decided to check it out there because I'd like to take a look at the Texas beaches. That's about 45, 50 miles south southeast of Houston. It is very humid over there. Is it? It's like a death trap, Ooh. but it's fun. It's a, it's like a sauna there, but it's a real fun city. It's, it's real Mexico. fun. It's off, it's an island actually. It's a port, a Gulf port and island. Okay, according to Gamer Magazine, uh-huh. uh, the systems that you own, this is even a partial list. Uh, stop me when I'm wrong here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a collection of NES games, Famicom games. First of all, what's what's a Famicom for us? That is more? the that is the Japanese equivalent of the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was released in Japan in July 1983, and it lasted all the way actually until 2004. If I wanted to buy one for Christmas, how much would it cost? Are uh, we talking like thousands of bucks? You're gonna get one for like oh, it's bucks. cheap. It those are dime a dozen. They they had several different ones. They have one with the uh, Twin Famicom, which plays both the disc system games, which is like a plastic floppy disc, and then, of course, the carts. And that they have an AV cool. one. Yeah, and they have an AV one, which is a top loader, like like the top load NES that came out in the early 90s. You just said carts. Is that like slang for cartridges? Yes. I like right. it. I just learned something new from you. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> nice. Uh, Gamer Sh- Magazine also said you have Atari 5200. Plus mm-hmm. a multi-cart of Vectrex multi-cart, Super mm-hmm. Nintendo, Super Famicom. So I guess mm-hmm. they made a Japanese version of that. Yes, sir. That's the Super Nintendo. You own the Magnavox Odyssey. I do not have the original Odyssey from 1972, but I would love to have that. But I have the the 
Odyssey 2 console which came out in the late 70s. And I have a few mm. of the Pong dedicated systems from the Odyssey. The 100, I have the 500, and the 3000. Well, the Magnafox uh, Odyssey is going for $2,500 average. So that's a rare find anyway. Yeah, it's most likely a box system with all the overlays, including the a boxed the light gun rifle, which came with it in 1973. You have Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, which I've never mm-hmm. even heard of, but I guess that was hey. like the second generation. Game Boy Color came out in 1998. It just played like some... It, it was like, of course, the original Game Boy games. It was like in black and white or grayscale, and then okay. it was all right. fully colored. Right, and then Fairchild Channel F, which is a 1976 gaming system. Oh, yeah. I have that, correct. That was the first game system that played uh, programmable, interchangeable ROM ROM cartridges. From 1976. The hell's a ROM cartridge? This is what you call the compound, um, which it is indeed a compound. I hope you have security, man, because it's a fortress in there. You have a Sony (laughs) PlayStation 3 with 80 gigs. Nintendo uh, Famicom Disk System. Yep. You have the original NES. There's mm-hmm. a Sega Genesis Model 1. Sega Saturn, which yes, was sir. short-lived, but pretty cool when it came out. Yeah, it was only for three years total. And then they they replaced it with the PlayStation. Is that true? Oh, no. the Dreamcast. Dreamcast. That was the other one. A oh, Sony PlayStation Slim. Nintendo GameCube and a Game Boy Player and a and you mm-hmm. and you do own the Dreamcast. I cor- correct the mundo. I do own a Dreamcast. So I'm not going to say the worth of these systems on the air, but it's a lot of money. And also, uh, to, let me ask you this: yes, to sir. invest, when you want to play a game, you have too many options to choose from. Is it what you're in the mood for, or yeah. do you like rotate them? Like, how do you? That's what I wanted to ask. Is like in the mood for? Where are all these things? Are all of them set up, or a few of them set up? Do you have like different rooms with you know specific like where is all this shit? I have a bunch of set up in the in my entertainment stand, and then they have them all plugged in, of course, to the power outlets, and then whatever I want to change, I'll say take that one out, replace it with that one right there, and also Ah, I have modded X. I have a modded Xbox and modded. Nintendo Wii system with emulators and all that. So if I don't feel like playing a, oh, or being right. a, a purist and all that, then I can just go ahead and play something that was pretty much just hacked right on there onto the hard drive. Yeah, right. An emulation. Is yeah, that, right. Is that something that's easy to do as well? Not that hard at all. Well, I'm not a smart man, Keith. You're a lot smarter than I am. Um, we got to go soon, but I want to ask you just a few more questions. When you go to, I believe your flagship store is uh, Free Play Arcade Arlington? Yeah, Richardson and Arlington. They just opened one up in Denton back this past summer. And I heard when you go out there to play traditional game, you know, record-breaking games, they send out strippers that look like Princess Toadstool to entertain the crowd just for you. Is that no accurate or is that another media? Is that another, is that fake news? Nope. That is real news. <laughs> See? Wow. It's amazing. I wish oh I had gosh. that life. Gosh, that's amazing. What a good idea. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my gosh. Do you and Chris, uh, Welker have a game that you guys are both really good at that, you know, you do battle. 
I never Ooh. really got to play with him side by side, but I would love to one of these days. I like to have challenge him to a game of Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. So hard, right? Isn't that like one of the hardest as fuck games? Oh, that is hated that it's game. Hard. I have no problem with that one. Oh, I quit that one. Reason, the reason right why there. the reason why that the reason what motivates me to be good at that game is that game over screen is pretty fun. Oh, it's unforgiving. Here's why. Here's why. It's too much. Yeah, Gannon. How does do it again, Keith? Because we want to use that clip. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good impression. It's like Popinski from Mike Tyson's punch out almost. It's a slap in the face because you lose. It's like it's like taunting at you. It's like like I proudly say at times. Game over is just the computer, the video game's polite way of saying that you suck. It really is. Um, Keith, before we go, and I want to have you back soon for a full show. Yes, absolutely. There's so much much to talk to, but tonight we just had a super-packed Halloween show. But I I do want to ask some questions that were tweeted to us from our uh, Twitter at the underscore podcastle that people had for you. These are strangers. We don't know who they are. But if mm. I would like to ask them and have you answer them on the air, if that is okay with you, sir. I'm absolutely fine with that. Okay. This is from the underscore Grinch 59. I guess the Grinch 59 was taken, so they had to use an underscore. That's kind of uh-huh. a weird name. Keith, yes. if you could only play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? Horrible grammar and then hashtag NES. Uh, what is your answer, sir? The Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That is and forever will always be my cherished number one game of all time. Really? Yes. Wait, what is a really good answer? I'm sorry, uh, Derek Rose. I think scored like 50 points tonight, uh, and I was just reading that. What? What's? What's the the greatest? What's your favorite? The Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Me too. That's pretty good. The gold. This is the gold. The music. This is super good. This is from Great Answer too. It is a, the original Zelda you're talking about. Yes, from 1987. Wise Uh This is from Booden, and the question is: Happy Halloween, Keith. Have you ever played Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? And what do you think? No, I have not actually. I've not really been in the Super Smash. Wait, games. What? I don't believe that. What? You played every game. <laughs> <clears throat> I hardly uh, ever have any uh, parties or anything like that, but yeah. if I have that, that's more funner with that instead of playing solo. This is from Arkdan. Mm-hmm. Uh, handle Arkdan. Uh, happy Halloween. What is your favorite character in the Mario Brothers universe? Hashtag Nintendo Direct. I don't know what that means. Hmm, so any character from the Mario series? Nintendo Direct. I always gotta go with Bowser. Oh yeah, Bowser's good. He's probably the greatest video game villain of all time, and also I always enjoy using him in the Mario Kart series whenever I play with my friends. And a great name. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Two more questions here. I mean, there's a few, but we can tweet these out uh, on on the next show. Is... Have you ever played a Simpsons video game, and is it good? I've loved the arcade game of the Simpsons. So it's a good, good beat 'em up game, like this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So good. Yeah, that's like the, the only one I know. 
I mean, I know there's more probably, but, th- yeah, but is that road, good? Road Rage is one. That's a pretty good game. The Simpsons wrestling game is pretty infamous for the regular PlayStation. At oh, least yeah. during the later part of it. Wrestling? It's lifespan. Yeah, it's pretty horrendous. It's got bad grades. It's actually, I think it's pretty funny. In the... Bad grades. <laughs> yeah, what did they do? In the wrestling game? Yeah, yeah what happened? They, they just take out Hulk Hogan they and put taunt, in Homer? They taunt each other and just beat him up right there. It's like WWF, WWE. Ned Flanders is the funniest character to use in the game. And he's the mo- and also when you play against him, he's the most difficult one to beat. He throws Bibles at you. Is he enticed? Does he really? Blasphemous. Yep. Sacrilege. But but it's good, right? Yes. They well, weapon weaponry. It, but I think it's pretty funny though. When you're uh when you're playing a game, Keith, you're sitting down. You have like the night mm-hmm. a- the night ahead of you. Do you have a cocktail? Do you have a, a doobie? Or, you know, no, what, yeah. what's, your, nice what's your co-partner? A nice cold beer. A nice cold beer. What's your beer? Uh, well, at free play, I'm pretty notorious for drinking those Colt 45s. Damn. Keeping it gangster. A lot, and people do that. Yep, that's the one Billy D. Williams says it works every time. And it does work every time to play. Well, especially at one time, I got real hammered last week at the Halloween party at Arlington. I put up a three million point score in versus Mario without losing a life period. Oh my god. After having almost ten shots and a couple cold forty five forties. Did you say ten shots? I would be peeing in the air. Forty five now. Yeah, it was pretty intense. I felt like I was in another world almost. That's intense. I bet you drive a pickup truck so you don't you don't kill yourself. Not just a car, regular sedan. All right, all right. I, I, well, I mean, I, know I you used have, to have a truck, though. I know you have a few cars, being the celebrity and all, but I picture <laughs> wild nights like that having your own ride, or somebody else drive you because you can't be bothered with traffic. You got to stay focused in the game. Oh yes. Keith, the final question we're going to ask you tonight here. First of all, is there anything uh-huh. you wanted to get off your your dick, your chest? Uh, <laughs> I, or your, I feel or like your we, dick. We have a lot of questions for you because it's been a while. So we need to uh-huh. catch up and then do another show soon where we can, you know, explore really these inner things. Spread. Uh, final question, and this is from Yastro P Games. Uh, <laughs> out of all the video games that you have played, Keith, what, and I think they mean like fraud, but what is the biggest cop out for losing a life? Uh, in these video games. I, I think what they're trying to ask is what's the biggest like bullshit as far as like you die and that's it, the game's over of any game you've played. Like what's the oh, crappiest that's a good mm. question. There's a pretty good there's a good that's a good question. I think they're Japanese really good, too. It's just there's a, really a lot good of Japanese simple. Vester's yeah. Quest is Characters. a tough one right there. Two hits and then you're completely dead, you start all over again. Like you mentioned earlier, that's a good one right there. Which one? Fester's Quest for the Nintendo. Oh, I've only played that once when I rented it, and I hated it because it was really hard. I think I was like 10. Yeah, it is hard. For like two weeks, me and this kid, my neighbor, played Fester's Quest every day, and I loved it. But it was hard as hell, and we never finished, and I think we stopped being friends. Yeah, that's a game people love or they hate right there. Fester's Quest. Okay, so the answer the biggest cop-out of die, fake dying in games, it would be Fester's Quest. 
Mm-hmm. That's up In there. my honest opinion, yes. All right. Keith, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I always love going on your show. No, oh, we love having you on. And uh, always welcome back. Happy Halloween to you. And um, please happy come back Halloween soon. to you as well. Yeah. We've only scratched the surface. Come back soon, and we're glad you're doing well. And, and keep up the awesome work and, and living the dream. Do I sure am. I'm going to go jump in my Sega Genesis controller pool right now. Cannonball. I love it. It's so good. Keith, we love you, brother. I just do a cannonball and I yell Sega at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Sega! Royal Flush. <laughs> Royal Flush plumbing in the house. Good night, our friend. Good night, buddy. You guys have a good one. Happy Halloween. Thanks, Keith. You too. Comsy. Keith Carlson, ladies and gentlemen. Really dick-like. Fun guy. We're going to take a quick break. I want to talk to him about uh, his life and not video games next time. Right. I want to know about the hookers that dress like Princess Toadstool. It's amazing. (laughs) Where he keeps this stuff. It's amazing you can make that much money off of video games and have that. This is a guy. It's only going to grow. This is a guy in high school who, like, everyone liked... And he just really didn't give a fuck. You know, he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go to college and do this and do that. He was just, I'm going to do my thing. And it and it actually worked. It's one of the rare chances that, like, paid off. Brave soul. I wish we had that kind of support and encouragement. I'm giving hand jobs for ham sandwiches. Ham sandwiches. I'm just getting, it, getting ham. I'm going to blow dogs. Of course. Throwing up my ass.